Happy end of August, everybody. Brad here back again. August is done, but there is a lot of news on the horizon. There's been a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on. A couple uh, invites from the, uh, from the Apple and Microsofts have gone out. There's some Windows news. There's just a little bit of gaming stuff to talk about that I tweeted out that got some people fired up. But let's just kind of kick things off. So if you missed the news earlier this week, Microsoft is set to host an event on October 2nd in the finest city in the world, well, maybe not in the world, uh, but in one of the finest cities, New York City, and uh, I will definitely be there for that. I've already booked my travel and I'm um, heading up that way and looking forward to seeing what Microsoft is going to be showing off. We will see. It looks like it's going to be uh, just kind of a, a modest upgrade across the board for a lot of the different products, but I'm still not expecting to see Thunderbolt 3, and if you are, you might be disappointed. I'm still hearing... Well, we, we're starting to see some evidence that Microsoft has been working with AMD. Um, there's been some leaks a little bit about that, and I'm hoping that we will see an AMD-based Surface laptop. And uh, we will see what else. Maybe a Qualcomm device will show up in one or two. But um, yeah, October should be here soon. October 2nd is the date. We don't know the time, actually, and I don't even know the actual venue. They just sent a, a save the date, if you will. And so there you go. Uh, late yesterday, Microsoft kicked out a new build of Windows 10. And it, in typical Microsoft fashion, there was a lot of confusion about this because Microsoft said that, hey, we have this new two-in-one mode that makes it easier for when things are intended form factors. And okay, great, that sounded really good. And so uh, what it sounded like based on what they wrote up is that this was replacing the tablet UI. I think we can all agree that from going from Windows 8 to Windows 10, the touch-first interface experience kind of regressed a little bit, right? Windows 8 was definitely optimized for touch, too much so that it kind of, you know, hurt the hurt the platform a little bit. So Microsoft came out with this update, and realistically, all that it is is they're just increasing the spacing between all of, like, the icons on the taskbar. They're making sure that the uh, keyboard icon is always present, and so that is it. Like, if you're expecting some overhaul of the UI, no, but Microsoft made it clear, or made it sound like the tablet UI was going away, and that is apparently not the case. This is some sort of middle ground between your, your mouse and keyboard desktop and, and that tablet UI, and so, um, sure, it, it sounds good. I mean, it, these are little things that should have been done a long time ago. I, I just kind of wish they were more clear about when you would experience this. It's supposedly only in uh, like the tenting mode, but that doesn't really make sense for a device like a Surface Pro where you could also get a lot of benefit out of it. So I, I, I we're waiting to hear on um, clearing up the confusion about when you will actually see this UI experience. Um, but to break it down, you've got increased spacing between taskbar icons, search bar and taskbar are collapsed into an action, into an icon. Uh, File Explorer switches to a touched optimized layout, touch keyboard auto, auto invokes when you tap text fields, and the ability to reset a PC. Oh, oh, I screwed that up. Um, another feature that is in this build now is you are now able to reset your PC from the cloud. And so what this means is that like, hey, let's say your computer is just kind of running like crap and you want to reinstall Windows, but you can't find your USB key because, you know, we, we lose these things with the ISO of Windows 10. So now you'll be able to reset the PC from the cloud on any device. And what it does is it just re-downloads Windows 10. Now, any apps that you have installed on your device are gone. Just assume that it's a clean wipe because that's effectively what it is. Your, a lot of your data will be gone too, uh, but it is just downloading the bits from the cloud and there you go. And so you can also access to reset a PC from the recovery mode. So if things really have gone south and you can't even get into Windows, you'll be able to do it from there. 
Um, other things that were talked about this week in the Microsoft world, HoloLens 2 is and is not shipping in September. So uh, there was an AI event this week in China and a bunch of Microsoft people and uh, Elon Musk were over there for all this stuff. And Microsoft kind of casually mentioned that, hey, HoloLens 2 is going to be arriving in September. And so, you know, that got a lot of press and write-up and all that stuff. And then Microsoft came back and said, ah, maybe that's not accurate. Um, so you have, uh, like, the people leading HoloLens 2 saying it arrives in September, then you have the press side or marketing side saying, eh, that may not be right. So it, it's arriving soon. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it that way. Um, if you use EPUB support in the classic version of Edge, like I do, uh, you're screwed because Microsoft is pulling that support. So good luck. You got to find your new, a new EPUB reader. Uh, but they are bringing XFAT support to the Linux kernel. So if you've been holding out on not using Linux because you can't access XFAT uh, file systems, you'll soon be able to do that, provided the powers of be adopted and integrated into your favorite distribution. Um, and then on the privacy side of the life, Dutch Data Privacy Agency says uh, Windows 10 still violates privacy. And this is a big deal because obviously the Dutch are in the, in the EU, which is part of GDPR. And Microsoft could get fined significantly uh, if, if they don't correct this stuff and if they... Yeah, they still might get fined significantly, even if they do, because they said they fixed it, and the Dutch people said, no, you didn't. And so now there's this uh, little tit-for-tat going on here about who's right, who's wrong in this arena. But just know that Microsoft is still under the privacy watchdog. They have not escaped that at this time. Uh, Apple has also announced an event September 10th. So if you've been holding out for a new iPhone, I believe new iPad, potentially an updated uh, watch, um, you might want to wait until September 10th because that looks like that's going to be the next time that Apple will be showing off their new hardware goods and we will see what else they have up their sleeve, potentially an updated iPad as well, which is real convenient because I just bought my kid one, although I suspect that it'll be more expensive than uh, the one that I just bought because we got it as a good deal, which makes sense now because Apple is obviously trying to clear stock. Um, Apple also announced support for third-party iPhone repairs for devices out of warranty that they can now get official parts and I don't know why it took Apple so long to do this probably because they're a little money hungry and they want all those repairs coming to their place so they can make the money but now that by selling official parts they can still make some money um, and your office or your office or your business has to have an apple certified technician which you can go online and figure out how to get certified to be able to buy those parts but at least now we will have more official uh, part supplier options for out for older iphones that want to get repaired that are out of warranty so that, that is honestly a good thing. I think they're trying to hedge off the right to repair bill stuff that has all been floating around and people get real annoyed that you can't fix your own things. And so this is kind of a middle ground, but it's it's still not perfect, but it's, it's better than it was. Um, and Apple is also making changes to how they are collecting Siri data. Remember, there's been a big kind of um, just wave of information coming across like, hey, Google contractors or Google employees or whoever can listen to your voice things. Uh, Microsoft contractors can listen to your voice things. And so can Apple. And so what did Apple do? Well, they fired all those contractors and said, OK, we're no longer going to do that, um, which is fine, I guess. Uh, but I think they kind of like they overcorrected. But the thing is, is Apple's been on the lagging indicator side of this privacy aspect like amazon allows you to go in and, and listen to all of the voice data that's been captured and you can delete any single one you want provided you're assuming that it actually gets deleted but it makes you feel good apple uh, never allowed such things i don't even know if microsoft did to be honest and then a little bit here on the game side so i tweeted out on uh, on, on the twitters which is where you tweet things that okay so we have scarlet coming in about october of next year we have Halo Infinite coming, which is running on a new engine, and they're trying to align it for 
a, a launch, right? It's already hard to build a game. We already know this. Games get delayed. It's hard. Modern games are massive files. They're gigabytes, uh, 50 gigs, whatever. Pick your favorite number. They're huge. They have a lot of art assets. They have a lot of things going on. They're just, they're tough to build. It's not like the 8-bit shooters that we're used to from a long time, or not we're used to, that we've seen. It's a lot of work is what I'm trying to say here. We all are familiar with the game industry crunch. So you take that typical stress of building a game, and then you sprinkle on top of it that uh, Bungie is using a brand new engine, their Slipspace engine. So that is brand new. And then we also have this brand new console coming for an October launch. The, the point I was trying to make here is that like all the stars have to align to make this a really good and solid launch. It, it's more difficult to launch Halo Infinite than it would say Halo 5, which was built on an engine that they knew on a game console platform that they were familiar with. Now they're building on a console that they're not familiar with that is quite literally a moving target. Yes, we know Microsoft and its uh, people know the specs, I'm sure, but the performance is going to change. Driver instability is going to change. You can imagine that you're doing a play test and the game crashes. Well, was the game crashing because it was bad code of the game? Was it crashing because the slip space engine uh, is still... Uh, premature and it's still being optimized and developed was it being crashing because of the drivers or was it some hardware related thing you can just imagine how hard it is to build a new game for the scarlet console and i'm not specifically calling out halo infinite it's just one of the more popular titles that we know is going to be a launch title because microsoft already said it's going to be a launch title which means like all the all the halo stars have to align to get this thing out the door in a way that is fun playable stable and really kick ass so there you go that was just kind of the point and other consoles experiences other this is not a first in history it's just that at, with each new generation of console things the complexity gets more ramped up right on this time uh, we have ray tracing so that's another variable that we didn't have previously that developers have to work it's just complex and they've got a firm deadline which is rough and it's 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 got to be a small version of hell i would have to think i would have to think so um that's the news this week guys bunch of good questions came in let's refresh that thread and we will dive in so mr pki says with the upcoming uh surface hardware event in october do you think we'll see discount on existing models i absolutely know you will only because i woke up this morning and in my inbox there was a labor day sale from microsoft trying to move hardware uh, surface pros and everything you would imagine so if you're if you're content with the current hardware and you're looking for a good deal this is not a bad time to buy, although I suspect that potentially after October 2nd, things might get discounted a little bit earlier. But if you need a device now, you can buy one of those knowing that it's going to get refreshed, but just I still think you're getting a good good piece of hardware. Uh, the Joe Finn says, any idea why Microsoft is being so secretive with light OS? Is it still undergoing major changes, waiting on the right hardware? I would guess the sooner they get people working with it and understanding where it fits into their lives, the better. So I, I don't disagree that the sooner we know more about it, the better. And I'm saying that completely biased because that gives me a lot of content to poke around and play with, uh, which is always good. But at the same time, Microsoft wants to make sure that when they announce light OS that it's not going to be perceived as Windows RT or Windows 10 with S. Um, they want to do it right. Not that they didn't want to do the other ones right, but they this one's critical because if this one flops and it doesn't do anything, what does it matter? Although I'm still in this mindset of does Windows Lite even matter anymore because I really... I would love to see Microsoft actually just make a really bold move and just build an actual thin client where they just 
completely use everything in their Windows virtual desktop infrastructure, which they just announced that is in general availability, and just build a true thin client and just say, screw it, we're just going to run a wholly virtualized uh, OS on your device as long as you're connected to the internet, bada bing, bada boom, you are good to go. I think that is a smarter move rather than this hybrid type attacking the Chrome OS market rather because let's just admit it where they're going after Chrome OS, which is fine to an extent, but they're not, it doesn't appear that they're making any sort of generational leap with the Chrome OS over Chrome OS, I should say. So as for why they're being so secretive, it's just Microsoft being Microsoft. Hopefully we will see it this fall at October 2nd event. We will see. Um, but I, I do wonder if we may not, because I know it's not quite ready to ship out the door yet. Uh, reverse says, have you heard anything about xCloud coming to iOS devices, phones, as Microsoft has talking about it going on Android? So the reason why Microsoft demos xCloud on Android is that they can get more data out of it, right? Uh, iOS is a very locked down device and ecosystem. Android is very open and Microsoft can tinker and do a lot more things and get more data under the hood. It is absolutely coming to iOS and do not worry about that. The reason why you see it demoed on Android is they can get, they can run uh, different dialogue, dialogue, uh, debugging on those devices to get more information. You can't do that on iOS because of the nature of the OS. Uh, NGC224 says, most journalists are saying that Andromeda, and yes, Andromeda in quotes, definitely won't be announced at October event. Can you, yeah, Andromeda would not be showing. Andromeda has been put on the shelf, um, and it's just sort of sitting there in the vault, if you're familiar with that terminology from the book that I wrote. But yeah, uh, Andromeda will not be there. Now, we might see Centaurus, which is like, think of Andromeda, but larger. Uh, that might be shown up. An old Amiga user says, do you think that Microsoft will take the wraps off LightOS at the upcoming hardware event, even if it will not be ready for immediate delivery? Chromebook is getting traction and moving into the enterprise. Waiting does not seem to be a great option. You are in the same camp as Mr. Joe Finn, and I I, I do agree. I, I agree with what you said there, that waiting, and Joe, this is what Joe said too, so I agree with both of you, that waiting does not see the best option. I don't know why Microsoft is moving so slow. This is the Chromebook has been a very slow train coming towards them, and they haven't been able to figure out how to successfully counter it with an OS that isn't garbage. Um, yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. We will see. We, we will find out in October. I'm sure some things will leak out before then. If they're not going to show it off there, then I don't quite know when they would show it off. It's the natural place to do it. It, it really, really is. Unless they're going to have a special event and then show it off. But I can't imagine them holding a special event for Light OS. Possible? Absolutely. I think it would make sense to just do it in October. So, hey Brad, um... Uh, my question to you is, we have witnesses the change from Microsoft from Phil Harrison to Don Matrick now to Phil Spencer on the Xbox division side. We saw studios being shut down in the past, so many studios being acquired. How do you see Microsoft keeping uh, studios for a long time and not having them repeat the past? And when Phil Spencer le leaves, do you see that the Xbox division will be the same today? Uh, mine said xCloud, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. So um, th there's a lot, a lot to unpack there because Xbox has changed significantly from Phil Harrison uh, to the Phil Spencers of today. And so we saw studios being shut down. So one of the primary differences between the studios now and the studios then is that Microsoft has given them good money. Um, they're making sure that they actually build titles that are good, not titles to a budget. Yes, they, they absolutely have a budget and cannot go over them, but it's not as restrictive as it was previously. And so... Um, and then he finishes up, says, do you see some crazy changes 
in your mind in the Xbox division. The, the crazy change we are seeing, candidly, is the shift from traditional games to this xCloud and uh, Game Pass. That is, don't undercut like how significant of a shift that is. That is that is already a monumental shift being pushed by Phil Spencer and will forever change the landscape of the Xbox gaming. For better, for worse, we don't know the long-term effects yet. Right now, for the gamers, it seems like it's for the better, but you know they could screw this up somehow. So I definitely think it's for the better. Oh, oh geez, this is a, quite the name. Uh, Super Greg Numa, Super Greg Numa. Hey Brad, back in the band days, Microsoft made a big deal about their uh, 14 to 15 sensors on the band and opening it up that system to other companies. Did anything ever happen with that? And there are other devices potentially using Microsoft technologies in their wearable. I don't, I don't think so. Um, I know what you're talking about. They had, they were boasting about their little, their sensors on a chip and it being a whole bunch of sensors on a really tight package. And they were hoping that that would be like spur some innovations and people would want to license those, those sensor arrays. And I don't think they ever really went anywhere because the, the biggest indicator we have of that is that if they were making good money off of that, they would have built and shipped the band three as a promotional product for it to keep selling that stuff. And the fact that they canceled the band three, well, we know the story there. Uh, Shikole says, or S-H-C-O-L-E, says, everybody seems to agree that the Surface devices refreshed in October will have USBs Type-C instead of Surface Connect. I would, uh, have you heard anything about the Type-C charger connecting magnetically? I have not. And specifically, I haven't heard completely that Surface Connect is all the way dead. Um, I want to I would just take that with a little bit of grain of sand. We will see. Um, I definitely don't think we are going to see Thunderbolt 3, though, so keep that in mind. So, and for the magnet stuff, is it possible? Yes, I, I have, just haven't heard specifically. Will Microsoft offer an option for 32 gigs of RAM on the new Surface Book or Pro hardware? I've been thinking over my next dev machine. Was surprised that this isn't at least offered on the 15-inch Surface Book with 8th Gen CPU. Seems limiting. Um, could they? Sure. I, I don't know specifically if they're going to bump it up to 32 gigs of RAM. 16 is, I, I say this with the caveat because Microsoft is full of developers. Um, a 32 gig RAM Surface Book 2 high-end is an edge device. Not many people are going to be buying that. So I suspect that they look at who would actually buy that type of device and they say, mm, probably not worth producing. We will see. Um, we're only about four-ish weeks away from learning more about all this stuff, guys. As always, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll catch all of you right back here next time.